Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. We're back. S- sing a fee. Did I get it right? Sing a fee. <laughs> I got it close, right? Get yeah, close. And Sandrina. Is it Sandrina? Your daughter. All right, okay. Praise the Lord. I'm working on it. Trying to practice. Amen. Trying to practice. Amen. Tell Brother Jonas we said hello. I know he had to go back. Work, work call. Duty call. Amen. We appreciate all Amen. our military people. Appreciate being here. Uh, it's been a real blessing and privilege. You know, it's always wonderful to come to a place and uh, not just feel wanted, but you know, you not just feel wanted, but you feel loved. And, and I'm just grateful for the love that's here. Pastor Sister Bigelow and everyone here. Sister Patterson, even though she didn't fix me any food, I still love her. She's still my sister. Uh, I tell her, big brother, your sister wouldn't make me any food while I was here. But that's okay. But we, and, uh, it's great. You know, you get to know people throughout the years, and it's just you build a bond and a relationship. And, you know, that's how trust is built. You know, you get to know one another. And I thank God that we can. Because a lot of times people do have a hard time with trust. But, you know, I'm glad as you show, show yourself faithful and loyal to God, you can be trusted. And, you know, we can trust in Him. Amen? So praise God. And I've been getting Spencer's name right, so we're glad for that. Amen? Haven't called him Chris yet, but before the end of the service, I may call you Chris. I don't know. So we'll see. But good to see all of you, everyone. I'd like to read tonight from the book of Action a little bit. Just a little bit of action here in the book of Acts chapter 1. Just a few verses just to go around here, but if you want to follow along, Acts chapter 1, and then I'm going to do uh, 12 through 14, then Acts chapter 2, verses 1 through 4, and I got just a couple more verses, so bear with me. Not a whole lot, but last night you're kicking me out anyway, so you know, the last night you're going to kick me out. Get on the road there, brother. Amen. Patrick wouldn't even wear his blue suit. I, you know, I wore my blue suit because I thought you wore your blue suit. You came in here different. I can't believe it. I'm all out of tune today. That's okay, Patrick. I see how you do me. I see how you do the brother. That's okay. That's all right. I still love you, though. Uh, <laughs> all right, Acts chapter, Acts chapter 1, uh, verse 12 through 14. Then returned they into Jerusalem from the, from the mount called Olivet, which is from Jerusalem, a Sabbath day's journey. And when they were come in, they went up into an upper room where abode both Peter and James and John and Andrew, Philip and Thomas, Bartholomew and Matthew, James, the son of Alphaeus, and Simon Zelutes. Anyway, forget it. I got all tied up. There you go, Zelotes. Yeah, there you go, Zelotes. I get all twisted up sometimes, but that's all right, as long as I get unwind, right? Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> intended, but we'll have <laughs> and, and Judas, you have to laugh at yourself. If you don't, Amen. you man, if you don't, you'll be a miserable person. And Judas, the brother of James, these all continued with one accord in prayer and supplication with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and with his brethren. And skipping over to Acts chapter 2, verse 1 through 4. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of fire, and it sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them the utterance. And then Acts chapter 2, verse 41 and 42. Then they that gladly received his word were baptized, 
And the same day there were added unto them about 3,000 souls. Like, whoa, my goodness, why did that happen? 3,000 souls. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Then verse 42. And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and in breaking of bread and in prayers. Now I want to use tonight for my text, 1 Corinthians. This is my text tonight. 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Verse 58. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as ye know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. And I want to preach tonight on a message entitled, Consistently Consistent. Consistently Consistent. Let us pray. Pastor Bigelow, please stand and pray, sir. Heavenly Father, we're thankful for the consistency of your word, that it all comes together, 66 books, with that single thread of the single author speaking to our heart. God, we're thankful for consistent lives. Yes. Lives that love the Lord and lives that through the years have served you faithfully. Most of all, God, we are thankful for the consistency of Jesus Christ. Yes, amen. The Bible says if we deny him... Yet he abideth faithful, for he cannot deny himself. And God, let us look to you as our great example, that you would inspire and lead us to your word and your blessings in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, amen. Just a real quick, quick question. It's not even part of what I was going to say, but how many really want to be consistent? Amen. 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 Okay, John 15, verse 4. Aim. I like acronyms. Jesus said, aim. John 15, verse 4. This is a good way to be consistent. Aim. The first three words. Abide in me. A-I-M. Abide in me. Amen? Amen. When in Chicago, I used to use acronyms. I started using acronyms back in Chicago. And one of the ones for salvation was A-B-C. Because a lot of people need to get saved. You know, that's the bottom line. A lot of people, most people, need to get saved. Amen. Amen. A, B, C. So A, B, C. A, admit you are a sinner because all that's said, right? Mm -hmm. And then B, believe on the Lord Jesus. Believe the work he's done for you on the cross. Amen. So you admit you're a sinner. You believe. Okay. And then C, you commit. We're singing a song, I surrender. Mm -hmm. You commit your life to Christ. Amen. Amen. But while I was there, there was a young man by the name of Jordan. Young man, maybe at the time, 20, whatever, I can't remember. Uh, He said, Pastor, I got one. I got something for your A, B, C. I said, really? You got one? Tell me about it. He said, always be consistent. Amen. Always be consistent. So I was over in Denver last summer, and as I was walking, I saw this man walking with his wife. I guess it was his wife. I hope it was his wife, but whatever. You got to give people, you know, credit, you know, give them benefit of the doubt, rather. Amen. You know, you just can't assume, like, oh, man, what are they up to? You know, just mind your own business, will you? <laughs> just move on. But the shirt caught me, the shirt, it says, Consistently consistent. I said, yes, Lord, I like Amen. that. I like that. Consistently consistent. Consistent is defined as steady, constant, unchanging in nature, unwavering. Amen. And then the adverb consistently describes something that is done the same way for a long time. 
You stay at it no matter what comes your way. Yes, sir. You know, people say, well, preacher, no one, no one can be consistent all the time. I know we feel that way. Well, you know what? The problem is some people are consistently consistent negative. <laughs> they are. They got negativity dripping off of them. And you need to get away from that. Don't get sucked into that. Amen. Don't get sucked into negativity. Don't get sucked into doubt. Amen. Never doubt that you can do it. Because you can. How many believe that? You can. I like what Paul said. I can do all things through Christ which strengthened me. I remember being in Chicago. And man, I was having a negative spirit. Negative. You never had one of those days where you just had a negative day, bad day. Nobody ever. Just pray for brother love, okay? So I was in Chicago. Holy Ghost field preacher. You know, starting the church. Holy Ghost field preacher. Going into work. It's cold outside. And the boss man said, hey, Tim. Here's this uh, bicycle air pump, but you need to go out there and put air in that tire out there. It was to a kettle, and this tire was big. But I was looking for a small tire. When I went out, he said, it's flat. And I, when I went out, that was really I was. I was looking and said, where's the small tire? But it's the biggest one on the lot. And in my mind, I was already, negativity was dripping off of me. I can't do this. Why did they send me out here? It's cold out here. Why can't they just come and drag this thing? You know, you're trying to question the boss man. Second, you know, you know, you're trying to second guess the boss man. Why can't they just drag this thing over to the gas station? It's just right there. Hook it up and put, we'll put some air in there at the pump. And then I said, I'm going to go tell them. In my mind, that's my mind. I'm thinking I'm going to tell them. And as I begin to think, I'm going to go tell them. This thought came to my mind and said, okay, you go tell them. They're going to fire you. They're going to come out. They're going to do it with that bicycle air pump. These thoughts run through me. They're going to do it with that pump that you got in your hand, and they're going to fire you. I said, oh, boy, I can't get fired. I got a wife and two kids. I got to pay rent. I got to get to work. So I said, and all of a sudden, the scripture came to my mind. I can do all things through Christ which strengthened me. The negativity began to drip off of me. The sorriness began to drip off of me. And I hooked that thing up and I began to say, I can do all things through Christ. I, mean, I, can, I was just quoting the verse. Quoting. And all of a sudden that air began to come in and come in and come in. And the boss man said, hey, Tim, that's good. That's good enough. And I think about that at time as we go on for God and on for God. One day God will say, that's good enough. Come on up here and be with me. Amen. You see, the church, the early church, Amen. the early church sets an example of what we should consistently do. The Bible says they continue steadfastly in apostles' doctrine and fellowship and breaking of bread and in prayers. We see a steady progression of the early church after they were filled with the Holy Ghost. Mm -hmm. Amen. That's the key. After they were filled with the Holy Ghost, it was a steady progression. Amen. And that's what Christianity is all about. Amen. We want to grow in the grace and the knowledge of our Lord, Savior, Jesus Christ. We're not all at the same level in our Christian walk with God, but we should steadily be moving to get better, to get big, better in God. How many want to get better in God? Amen. Better in God. And so we see that Peter had preached and 3,000 people got saved. And these people, they were actively engaged, actively engaged. And God wants us to be actively engaged yes. in the work of God. Amen. Amen. Andrew Mary stated something. There's a preacher 
in the late 18, or in the 1800s rather, he stated this. He said, every day I'm going to be a Pentecostal season in the church. He said, every day. Here Paul is saying, listen to what Paul is saying. Paul said, therefore, my beloved brethren, be consistently consistent. He didn't say that. I just added that, okay? He said, therefore, what was, what's the therefore? Seeing that you've been changed and that you're going to be changed yes, sir. in the moment of a twinkle of an eye. Amen. And seeing that God has given you the victory through Jesus Christ. Hey, you need to be steadfast. Because you got the victory. And we're waiting on heaven. We're waiting on the trump of God. That's actually waiting on the second trump. If you're dead, you're waiting on the first trump. Amen. Amen. So we're alive. We're waiting on the second one. Amen. That second one. So we can just get on up. Get up and get out of here. Amen. Me and Rick was talking about that. He said, man, it'd be great to have to take place this night of revival. I said, it'd be great. We're not trying to rush our way to heaven like to death, but if the rapture take place, we're not saying, God, kill me tonight. Amen. But if the rapture take place, that's all right, because we'll get up out of this world. Amen. Amen. But there's still work to be done. There's still work to be done. Amen. And so we said, listen to this. He said, be ye steadfast. This should be a motive for consistent Christian service. Amen. Be ye steadfast. That means be seated. Be settled and firm in the truth of the resurrection and victory of Jesus Christ. He said, be unmovable. That means let nothing, nothing shake your faith. Amen. If God has blessed you and touched you during these services, then don't let anything shake your faith. Hold on. Keep what you got. Stand fast in the liberty where Christ has made you free. Amen. Stay, stay faithful to God. And then it says right here, and the work of the Lord, for as much as you know that your labor, I like this, your labor is not in vain. He made reference to, to, to Reverend Patterson and things that he do. And I, I'm trust that a lot of us do things. But you know, everything that we do for God is not in vain. Amen. We're not wasting our time. We're not wasting our time, Sister Patterson, when you sing and work with Children's Church. We're not wasting time because anything you do, when you invest in God, I'm telling you, it's going to yield some great interest one day. Amen. Amen. When we set our affections on the things above, we stay focused and realize that, you know what, God, you got me here and I'm not, I'm going to be faithful to you. Amen. Because it was God that saved us. It was God that planted us and placed us here. Amen. We're not going to just be wavering and say, well, maybe it's not going to work. Maybe it's going to work. No, it's going to work. Amen. I said, it's going to work. I remember being in Chicago. I remember being in Chicago some years ago. And I tell you, like the first, the first, very first 10 years, uh, it was very rocky, very rocky, uh, sort of up and down, in and out type of deal. Not so much with me or whatever the case may be, but just sort of up and down. And we moved, must, we must have moved maybe seven times, eight times, eight times. And one time uh, when they forced us out of this building, they forced us out because they said it wasn't zoned. I'm like, oh, God, these people get ready to leave. They get ready to leave. But the people stayed. Because it was like as if God was saying, it's not about you, it's about Jesus. You're just a tool, you're just a channel, you're just a vessel. You just need to stay faithful and stay true to the course. You know, when you stay faithful and true to the course, people will follow you. I believe that with all my heart. They said, man, they've been through some thick and thin. I remember one man when I went, just came to mind. When I first went to Chicago, pioneering in the hotel and everything, he would come down, Mr. Willie, and he told me one day, it was around 1994, 95, I believe, he said, Reverend, he said, Reverend, 
Time will tell. What was he saying? Time will tell if you'll stick it out. Time will tell if you're real or not. And you know what? Some years went by. And God blessed us with that church building. Ten years later. And one day I saw Mr. Willie. Hadn't seen him in about maybe eight, nine years, seven, whatever, maybe seven, eight years. Hadn't seen him. I said, hey, Mr. Willie. Hey, Rev. I said, God bless us with a building. He came out to church. He had his own church. He started coming out a few times. What are you talking about? Consistently consistent. Never quit. Never get. Never give up. If you get knocked down, hello. Long as you're on your back, you can look up and you can get up. Amen. Never give up. Never quit. Let's look at this real quick. And I want to use, I'm going to go through this real quick, not too quick. But I want to use some bad words tonight. Four letter words. Y'all gonna throw me out. I don't, you know, I try not to curse, but tonight I'm gonna curse. <laughs> I'm just teasing, all right? I'm just teasing. I know this is live, but I'm just teasing. <laughs> so you know, you gonna curse? You give us some bad words? Say, preacher, sometimes those four words come out of my mouth. Well, maybe not these four, four words, but maybe they'll come out of your mouth after tonight. The first four letter word. Pray. Amen. Pray. We've been talking about it, but I want to give you some scriptures. P-R-A-Y. Pray. Because they continue consistently, steadfastly in prayers. This is what the Bible says in Luke 18. Luke 18, verse 1. Jesus, who set the example. Amen. If Jesus is going to tell you something, guess what? He's doing it. Remember that. Amen. And really, whatever comes behind from behind this pulpit that we're saying, guess what? We're doing it. If we're not, then we're being a hypocrite. Right? I don't want to be a hypocrite. Luke 18, verse 1. The Bible says, Jesus spake a parable unto them to this end. To this end, meaning it was necessary, that men ought to always pray and not to faint. Men and women alike ought to always Pray and not to faint. We get bad attitudes. We want to quit because we don't pray. And if you faint in the day of adversity, guess what? You're going to quit. And guess what? Your strength is small. Your strength is small. Not saying you don't have any strength, but the reason we don't have much strength, I said we, I put myself in there, is because we cease from praying. And God is really wanting to impress upon the church that we need to pray. Not just talk about it. I don't want to give you a lecture about it. But I want you to hear it tonight. And I want you to receive it tonight. And I want you to say, God, I want to apply it tonight. Amen. Amen. Not next week. Not after the conference. But tonight. Amen. Amen. We go on. Let's go on. Pray. Listen, even Jesus said, pray that you enter not into temptation. Jesus taught that because Satan's always plotting. He's always plotting our downfall. I'm telling you, he's always plotting our downfall, especially if you're idle. You know, if you're idle. You know, idle. I guess I'll watch me some soap operas today. Wrong, wrong thing to do. Once you pull out your Bible or something. But you know, idle. Idle men, idle men and women tempt Satan to tempt them. And sometimes, Satan, even when you're not idle, he'll try to sneak up and tempt you. You ever read Genesis 39? How Joseph was business. He was a business. He was working. 
that already his brother had sold him to slavery. He was just going through. Potiphar had made him the man of the house and everything, control. And he was just going about doing his business. He was working. He was not idle. That's why maybe the Bible said, be watchful. Walk circumspectly. Amen. But as he was doing his business, oh, that was Potiphar's wife. Because Potiphar's was gone. You know how it is sometimes. You know, you hear about these stories, don't you? Mm-hmm. My husband is gone. Come on over. No, ain't no time for that. Mm-hmm. And so here was Potiphar, gone. But Potiphar's wife saw Joseph, and Joseph was nice, handsome man. Cute man or whatever. I want him. And she would say, come. I know it's getting a little quiet, but that's all right. Last night here, I told you to kick me out after it's okay. Sorry, I got, you know, one thing I, I try to share with people, I'm not here to please anybody, I'm not here to make people mad, I'm not here to make anybody mad, but I'm sure not here to just pat you on the back and say everything's going to be alright, because yeah. I don't know if everything's going to be alright if you're living in sin, amen? Amen. amen. You got you to stop living in sin, then everything will be alright, but nevertheless, uh, so, she said, come, come lie with me, but he refused, he said, I can't do this great wickedness against God, amen. I can't sin against God, right. he wasn't talking about, he wasn't talking about positive, he said, I can't sin against God, amen. But she kept coming after him. But he kept saying no. And one day, she had everybody leave the place. And only Joseph was walking through, doing business as usual. And she called him. Called his coat and said, come and lie with me. He left his coat in her hands and got out. <laughs> you can have my coat, but you can't have my soul. Hallelujah. The Bible said, flee youthful lust. And you hear about these things sometimes. People, they go out and working in things, working in people's houses, and the woman is just there, and she just got a nightgown on, and all these things are trying to tempt them. Man, I'd be out of there like, I'd be out of there like a turkey before Thanksgiving. <laughs> Amen. Yes. The Bible says in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 18, Ephesians chapter 6, verse 18, the Bible says, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit and watching there too. With all perseverance. That means meaning constant, persistent, sleepless, overcoming prayers. You got to work at it and stay at it. And say, God, give me the grace to pray. Amen. Not to pray, but to pray. Amen. The apostle Paul knew and also Jesus knew the natural laziness, the natural tendency for men to become lazy. Lazy. Amen. And it can happen to all of us. It temptation happens to me. I'm there in the hotel. I want to pray and I want to read. And I want to think about the service. And all of a sudden, that temptation wants to just go back to bed. <laughs> but I'm working for God. Just like Reverend Patterson go out there. It's not fair. He's out there working. And I'm working for God at a different thing. He's working too. He's out there working hard. I need to work hard too. I need to put my hours in too. Amen. I need to give it all I got. And so it is with you. You may not be what I am, but when you're out there working, you need to be thinking about God. I'm not saying you got to be, okay, God, help me, help me, help me, help me. No, but while you're working and you have enough pause, God, help me to keep my mind on you. Help me to keep my mind on what I'm doing. Help me to do a, a good job for the boss man. Amen, because God sees it. Let me not have a complaining spirit. Let me not always be complaining about what's not being done and why they're not doing it. Just let me do what I need to do and what I'm supposed to do, and God will reward us. Amen. Whatever you do, you do it heartily as unto the Lord. Amen. Amen. Yes. You know, R.A. Torrey said, 
He would tell himself, I must pray. I must spend time with God. You may say, preacher, I'm busy. I'm busy. Well, let me tell you about a man in the Bible real quick. I'm not going to read all about it. But Daniel was a busy man. And he was president. He was a busy man. But when you read Daniel chapter 6, he prayed three times a day. He got kneeled down, got down on his knees. He opened up the one, even when they signed this decree, when they said if anybody be found praying to any other God, then uh, whatever the king, whatever the case it was, had made a decree, those jealous, those jealous other politicians, you know, they were jealous of Daniel because, listen, the king thought to put him over the entire yes. realm. You know, because the Bible said he had an excellent spirit. Hmm. Now think about that for a moment. Hmm. He was a praying man. Yes, sir. Praying men and women are going to have excellent spirits. That's right. Amen. That's the bottom line. When you pray, you change. Amen. We want things and circumstances to change. But when you pray, you change. Amen. I remember one time me and my wife, we was going back and forth. We was going back and forth. We was sort of like arguing. None of y'all probably ever had an argument with your wife or husband, but just me. Oh, y'all pray for me, all right? Anyway, so we were just, we just going back and forth. And so I was going back and forth. So, you know, I'm being all Mr. Humble, Mr. Humble guy, Mr. Spiritual guy. I said, now listen. I said, honey, you know, I'm trying to put on that humble stuff, you know. Honey, now listen. We need to just pray. She said, you're right. You need to go pray. <laughs> I said, she's right. I need to go pray. <laughs> but Daniel prayed and, and things happened. You know, something about prayer. And those haters, of course, they, they hated him and all those things, busy bodies. And, of course, the king didn't want to throw him in the di- lion's den. But the, uh, the end of the story was he lived forever. Mm. Because he was a praying man, God, God preserved him, and God would preserve us. Amen. Amen. So God would preserve us. Says something about prayer. When we pray, things are going to happen. The early church, the early church. Listen to this. I was reading this in Acts chapter twelve, verse five. When Peter was locked up in prison, how many remember that story in the Bible? Peter was locked up in prison. What? Listen, what the Bible says. The Bible says prayer was made without ceasing of the church unto God for him. Lately, it's just been on my heart, and I don't know how things are going to turn out. I pray for different things. I pray for Ukraine, pray for Russia, pray for the United States. I endeavor to do all that, pretty much our country, daily, different things. You know, praying. And praying without ceasing, not always just on your knees, but just stay in the attitude of prayer. Yes, the attitude of prayer. And, uh, but I was thinking about uh, Sister, Sister Stevens. And, and though brother had given me some updates a few days ago, a week ago, whatever the case may be, but just wanting to pray for her, knowing that because I've been on that side before. You pray, you believe, you just trust that God is going to do it because that's the way we were with my wife. God's going to do it. I mean, God's going to do it. But, you know, there comes a time if it's your end, it's your end. But I still want to offer prayer because prayer works. Yes, sir. Prayer yes, works. Sir. Prayer brings comfort and brings peace. Amen. But here in the Bible said, prayer was Peter had got locked up in the prison. And they were getting ready to kill him. But the church got serious and started praying. And guess what? God opened up that jailhouse. <laughs> the, the shackles came off. The angels said, get up, boy. We get out of here. Amen. Everybody was still asleep. Let me tell you, you start praying. God can bring some breakthroughs. Amen. How I many want a breakthrough? You want a breakthrough? You start praying. Amen. Even when you just go, let's move fast forward. Let's go to Acts chapter 16. Paul and Silas, they're in the prison. They got locked up. They got shackles. But guess what?
they weren't complaining. What did they start doing, preacher? At midnight. What did they start doing? They started praying. Hello. They started praying. They started singing praises. And guess what happened? The jailhouse. The doors came open. Amen. The shackles came off. Breakthroughs happen when we pray. Amen. Amen. I said breakthroughs, changes happen when we pray. Amen. Amen. Pray. Then secondly, real quick. Secondly, I'm going to move through this real quick. Y'all probably already know the next four-letter word, don't you? The next four-letter word is a bad word. Read. Read your Bible. Read your Bible. We need to read your Bible. You know, and, you know, just read. Start reading. Start reading. Uh, I mean, you know, you may not read the Bible through the first time you try to. But don't give up. My first started reading the Bible. I didn't read it through all the time. But then I got in the system to where I did read. I want to read it at least through once, once or whatever. And, and, you know, just doing the essence to God. Just doing the essence to, to the Lord. Uh, because we need to read. The Bible even tells us right here in 1 Timothy chapter 4, 13 and 15. It said, Till I come, give attendance to reading, to exhortation, to doctrine. And it said, Meditate upon these things, give thyself wholly to them. I was thinking about something that uh, Pastor uh, Devishar shared. You know, sometimes you read the Bible, and not just read it so, okay, I got my box checked, or I got my Bible reading done for the day. And I've done it. I've done it. We've all I got my Bible reading done for the day. I got my Bible reading. I got my Bible reading. But I like when he said something. He said some believers today when I was listening to him. He said, but sometimes I'm reading, I'm like, what did I just read? What did I just read? I just read and read. I said, and he said he would go back and listen on audio because he don't want to just be reading to just be reading. You know, I don't want to just read the Bible through and not letting the Bible have any impact on my life. Amen. I'd rather read one chapter a day and get something from it than to read three or four a day and don't get anything out of it. Amen. Can I get you see what I understand? Amen. But nevertheless, whatever you do, just start reading your Bible because Jesus said, learn of me for I'm meek and lowly. We want to learn about Jesus. Amen? Amen. Then thirdly, thirdly, real quick, third, four-letter word, bad word here. And I don't think anybody have a problem with this. Some of you have been here every single night. I mean, I mean, I, 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 uh, I mean, Patrick, when he said he was, came that Wednesday, and each time he said, I'll see you tomorrow. I'll see you tomorrow. I'll see you tomorrow. I see he wasn't here Tuesday, but he was here Wednesday. And he said, I'll see you tomorrow. I see you. I wasn't, nobody was making I wasn't making him. He said, I'll see you tomorrow, preacher. See you tomorrow. And he said, when he left today, he said, I'll see you tonight. See you tonight. Amen. I wasn't, I wasn't really concerned about it if he hadn't come on right on time. Because he said he was going to see me tonight. Mm-hmm. Amen. And so, man of his word. So, I praise God. But come, come, come to church. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes we can get out of the habit of coming to church. Because things happen. Let me tell you something. Things are always going to happen. Yes. yes. But I guarantee you, you got to go make that money and get out of bed and go to work. Hello? That's another four-letter bad word, work. <laughs> Some people run from that. Some people run from that. My boss man used to tell me, he said, he said, he said, he said hard work never killed anybody, but it sure has run off a lot of people. <laughs> but in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 24 through 25, we're bring, getting ready to bring this to a close. The Bible says, and let us, let's have some lettuce tonight, some lettuce, we're going to lose some weight, amen. It said, let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works, yes. amen. It's like pricking someone, but pricking them in a good way, yes. in the right way, amen, not a bad way. Not forsaking the assembly of ourselves together as the man of some is, but exhorting one another is so much the more as you see the day approaching. We need to come to church. Let us do all we can to encourage one another. 
We may have to warn one another. All of these things, coming to church is good for us. Amen. Coming Amen. together. Amen. I remember uh, Reverend Wall, some of you don't know him, but some people do know him. He's a pastor now in Madison, Wisconsin. And uh, he was in the military, had gotten out of the military, and his wife was still in the military, but he wanted to work, take care of his family. I think his wife may have gotten out, but they were just church members, just church members. In 1989, and so he was making about $7. You can get ready to come on up and give us, you know what you want to sing, sister, please, if you could, please. Uh, he was making about $7 an hour, had two kids, and his boss man saw, man, this is a good worker. I need to get him another job. The boss man, this is the boss man. And so he had a friend that had a, a company that would pay him $17 an hour. So he sent him over there to that friend, said, listen, I got this friend. You just go over there. You already got the job. Just go over there, show up. Just show up. And so he went over there to see the friend, and uh, the man's friend, the boss's friend, and he went in talking and everything. And so the boss man said, the new boss man was saying, listen, no, we're going to pay you $17 an hour. But the thing about it is that we're going to have, you know, you may have to work a little swing shift, you know, maybe work a little second shift and third shift, you know, Brother Walls, you know, here is a church member. He's not a preacher. God called him to preach, but he's not a preacher. He says, sir, I can't do that. Amen. Because I do things for the church. I do things for the church. I pick up people, go to church, and Amen. do things. My wife is working in the church, and I just can't do that. Amen. Here he is. Now, he's not a preacher. A church member. And the man, you know what the man said? He said Church? Church? He said, yeah, church. So he went back to his boss man. And the, the other man already called him. So the boss man came and talked to him. Talk to him. He, said, he said, are you stupid? Church? He said, when you get your priorities straight, come back and see me. But you know what? He had his priorities straight. Amen. Because he wanted to put God first. Amen. And God bless him. And he's blessing him right now because he was faithful. Amen. There's something about staying faithful to God's house, Amen. to God's church. Amen. Amen. And then the last one, the last one. I know we didn't shout and dance, and I know we didn't. But some things are needful. I believe God wants to leave us with an lasting impact that we need to be yes. consistently consistent. Yes. That we don't need to slack off. We don't need to slack off. We don't need to say, well, we'll go back to the way it used to be. We'll be here Sunday morning and don't expect anything else from me, preacher. It's not about expecting anything or having a preacher to expect anything. What you do, you do it as unto God. Yes. And when you put God first and do all you can for God, God's going to see to that, you, that he bless you. Mm-hmm. There's always going to be some ups and downs in our lives, some winter times. But guess what? Spring is coming. Matter of fact, this is the first day of spring. Spring into action. Amen. Today, as I was leaving, Spencer said to me, and this is going to be my last four-letter word, which is tell. Tell. Tell somebody about Jesus. I believe Spencer asked me along the line, said, you're going to go harassing the people today? You know, harass, maybe invite, talk to people, try to get them to church. And I was thinking, I said, well, I don't know. I'm going to get back to the hotel. But you know, I found myself going to Wawa. I think it's Wawa, is that how you say it? And I found myself having a great time talking to people, connecting, inviting people to church. Some say they'll come out soon, and whatever the case may be. But I thought about this young man when I was in the Chicago area, and I saw him at Walmart. I always see him at Walmart, 
I mean, at the gas station, working at Murphy Gas Station. Name, his name is Deshaun. I said, Deshaun, come on, go to church. He said, Pastor, Pastor, I'm busy. You know, he's 19 years of age. I'm busy, I'm busy. How I many of have that attitude? I'm busy, I'm busy. And then one day, I was going to Walmart, and I saw him in Walmart. And he looked back, he saw me, and he took off the running. He was running from me. Because I called him not at work. <laughs> Hello. And guess what I did? He's younger than me, but I ran after him. And when I ran after him, I called him. And I said, Deshaun, come on. Come to church. And he did. And he began to bring the young people. And they began to pray. Let me tell you something. When we're consistently, consistent when we stay at it and stay at it, we're going to see fruit after fruit after fruit. God will not fail us. Jesus said, abide in me. Without me, you can do nothing. But with him, we can do all things. And he wants us to bring forth much fruit. Yes. And he wants our fruit to remain. How many believe that? When we stand tonight as the pastor come, consistently consistent. God bless you tonight. Lord, you've spoken to our heart again and again. Lord, Lord, impress on us a character to continue. A character. These altars are open. You find a place to pray. Let God, let God speak. God speak into your heart. Let him speak. Let him speak and then talk back and respond to the Lord. Because God's got great plans for each one of us. God's got a plan that will satisfy your life. That will bless your family. That will bless your co-workers. That will bless your neighbors. That will bless you. Lord, have your way. If you give yourself away, God will take you, He'll break you, and then He'll make you in His image and his purpose. Lord, take us. Break us and make us. Break off our unbelief, God. Break off the old paths and give us a new and a living way. And God will give you the glory and will give you the praise. Oh, Jesus. Yes, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord God. Listen to that still small voice. Speak into your hearts. God has a life waiting for you that has purpose, that has real joy. And brethren, it's a work too, but it's a work of God. Hallelujah. God 
God bless our brother. God encourage and heal and bless and fill our brother. God have your way in Jesus. Jesus touch. Holy Ghost move. Myself away, so you can thank you, myself away. So you can me. Yes, thank you, Lord. Thank you for the Holy Ghost. Lord, I will receive the Holy Ghost in the name of Jesus. I will. Oh, just believe God. Oh, just reject to God. For all your hearts in God, I believe. Heal me with the Holy Ghost, God. I need your power. I need your power, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, yes, hallelujah. Just believe God. Oh, you may not understand the word. Amen. If everyone would stand, this is the last service. I want to do something maybe a little bit different, but Reverend Reverend Love, if you'd stand right there. Just right in the middle, right in the middle, right there. And brethren, I believe in prayer. Reverend talked about prayer. But you know, we did, we've done this once or twice maybe, but I'd like everybody to come up and, and put your hand on Reverend Love. We're going to pray for him. And we're going we're gonna to ask God, even Sister Nikita. Okay, come on, let's pray. 
Come on, put your hand on him. You pray. We're going to ask God to bless him, bless his travels. Lord, that you will touch him. God, that you will strengthen him. God, that you will anoint him. God, that you will bless him. God, that you will protect him. And that you will preserve him like David everywhere. That you send him. And God, that you would send your blessings with him. God, that you would speak through him. And God, that you would win many souls to the kingdom through the preaching. God, that your gifts that would be upon him. That God, that you would sustain him. And that God, you would encounter him as he goes with blessings and men and women to help him on the way. And God, you will, we pray these things that you would give him a joy, give him a peace. And God, you will make those walk with him. In Jesus' precious name. And the church Amen. said, Amen. Amen. And brethren, you're dismissed. Amen. Let's Thank pray you. for the food. Thank Let's you. pray for the food. Hey, uh, Brother Spencer, pray for the food. Dear Lord, thank you for this food, and please bless this food. And thank you for the revival that you gave us. Amen. And thank you for the preaching of Reverend Love. And please let him go on safe journeys. Amen. And let us enjoy this fellowship together this evening. Amen. 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 Amen.